this is Surya Saha and welcome to the Insurance Story Podcast, a platform to spread knowledge on insurance innovation, digital disruptions and entrepreneurship. Our website insurexstory.com and we are available on Spotify, Apple, Google and Amazon Music. Today we will discuss on the topic the role of AI in connected insurance. And for now, I'm delighted to welcome our guest Chenhom Palmer, who is the director of digital insurance at Volvo Financial Services in the United States market. He is responsible for the operations and growth of Volvo Financial Services commercial and connected insurance distribution across the heavy truck and construction equipment finance channels. Prior to Volvo, he founded and ran New Light Research, which provided alternative data insights to large professional services firms with a focus on publicly traded financial institutions and reinsurance companies. He also served as an advisory resource to insurtech startups on formation, insurer and specialty intermediary negotiations, go-to-market strategies and product distribution. Before this, seven plus years of entrepreneurial period, Trenholm spent 13 years across a variety of sales and business development leadership roles within commercial insurance brokerage and management consulting. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Washington and Lee University and a Master of Business Administration degree from ISM Paris. So Trenholm, a warm welcome to the show. Surya, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Awesome. So Trenholm, to discuss... Uh, the topic on AI and connected insurance, uh, I would like to, you know, understand in what ways can AI help insurance companies personalize their offerings to individual customers? What's your thought? Sure. Well, you know, the, the perspective that I am coming from and that the company that I work for uh, is coming from, it may be helpful to know that, that the Volvo group uh, that, uh, employs me within Volvo Financial Services. We manufacture trucks and construction equipment and buses uh, and marine equipment. And so our customer segments uh, span a, a wide global array uh, of both individual users uh, and large fleets. And so when we talk about personalization of insurance offerings, it there is a, a huge spectrum. Um, but AI, uh, no doubt, is already playing a role in helping to digest and make sense of large data sets in ways that we couldn't even fathom uh, a couple of years ago. So when, when I look at the opportunity for uh, the insurance uh, landscape to make the customer experience better, it has a very real meaning. Um, for us, it's all about safety first. What we always want is for the Volvo name, the Volvo brand, whether it's a, a truck, a piece of construction equipment, a bus, etc. We always want that to be synonymous with safety. And so when we think about that, we think about how can um, AI algorithms uh, drive and make sense of data in ways that, that make driving or operations safer, number one. And number two, how can they do that in such a way that it increases the customer's uptime, what we refer to as uptime. So Surya, in, in our company, you hear the word time constantly, and it means 
that driver or that operator and that power unit is working and it's up and running. The wheels are turning and it's it's doing its job. And so that's what we're most interested in. So when we talk about, about the personalization of, of offerings, really we look at core offerings first. So if we talk about heavy trucking, class A trucks in the US, for example, the compulsory lines of coverage, right? Uh, physical damage, uh, liability, cargo, non-trucking liability, things like that. We want to make sure that AI can be used in ways to reflect driver behavior, whether that's uh, good driver behavior or whether that's also driver behavior that could use some coaching and can be improved. Um, I think that there is, uh, there are, we're looking at ways that AI can be leveraged to create rewards and incentives uh, on those uh, core offerings for, for drivers and operators so that the best of the best receive the best rates, for example. They receive uh, access to the best offerings. And if their performance as a driver or an operator is you know, suboptimal for the time being, then how can we use uh, artificial intelligence to, to drive their score up and to coach them into a better position of, of the two things that really matter most to our businesses, again, which are our uptime and safety. So I think that the, the one part of the appeal for us is the fact that, you know, using these algorithms uh, it provides an objective scoring method, right? And it also helps business owners, uh, fleet managers, and individual operators uh, see their uh, see their uh, driving behaviors and their operational behaviors in a very clear and objective way. The math is the math, right? And it can either go up or down depending on on very clear criteria. So we're excited about the the possibilities. Uh, we're already starting to see uh, real utility from it, and it's already helping our customers make better business decisions. Right. You know, you mentioned about uh, understanding drivers' patterns. I believe that's kind of a thing is most beneficial for uh, usage-based insurance and how connected devices can actually uh, make that happen. So, you know, in your opinion, or rather, would you like to add something on what kind of data can be gathered from connected devices to better understand customers' unique needs and preferences? Sure. It, it's so interesting. Um, when you look at the vast amount of data that is yeah. coming from, you know, in our world, vehicles, whether it's a truck or a piece of construction equipment, um, again, there are varying degrees of connectivity, of course, and there are varying degrees of really signal, what we call signal and noise, right? Yeah. Um, what we think might matter to us as a critical data point <clears throat> may not matter to the customer at all. Um, the key from an insurance and a risk underwriting standpoint is to identify those data streams that matter simultaneously in a substantive way to us as the financial services provider and the intermediary and the advisor and the insurance underwriters and the customer, right? All at the same time. 
So if you have several hundred or a couple of thousand data streams that are flowing 24-7, 365, how can we simplify this? How can we make this? How can we boil it down to a manageable data set that we can at least reach minimum viable liftoff first and then build from there and iterate with additional data streams that we discover have, have real meaning and real value in terms of risk profiling, in terms of pricing, in terms of improving driver behavior and operator behavior, all of those types of things. So this is a roundabout way of answering your question, which is what kind of data can be gathered from, from these devices to help understand customers' needs and preferences? Well, it's really interesting. You know, customers' needs and preferences, really, if you're, they, they, they're very much aligned with ours as the, as the manufacturer and as the financial services uh, provider. So what do they want? They want good performance and they want good information and they want a good deal, right? And so if they see, for example, that, that let's, let's take a really fundamental example of a usage-based insurance program. This could be for a truck, it could be for a car, it doesn't really matter. Um, but let's say it's sort of, you know, um, rated by the mile, right? So that's a very fundamental piece of information that, that's, that's useful, right? Maybe that's determined on a reporting basis. Maybe it's determined by GPS, right? Uh, there could be geofencing to determine, um, you know, maximum radius, for example, has that been exceeded? So, you know, things like speed, things like hard braking, hard cornering, um, these are all meaningful data points. And then there are more complex uh, perspectives on these because there is such a good, there is such a thing as a, as a good heartbreaking moment, right? If you slam on the brakes to avoid hitting someone or doing damage to property, well, that's a good thing. And no one was hurt and, and no, no property was damaged. Um, on the other hand, it could indicate uh, that there's uh, something else uh, circumstantially that's gone wrong. So all these types of uh, data streams help, you know, inform the customer, inform us uh, and enable us to get them what they're looking for really is, is a customer, right? What I want to do is first and foremost, engage as lightly and as little as possible with the insurance program, right? And I want it to be as, as minimally invasive as it can possibly be so that I can focus on my job, right? I want to drive. I want to get that product from point A to point B. I want to focus on this construction project, et cetera. It doesn't really matter what it is, but the needs and the preferences we believe are best met when the insurance is doing its work for the customer in the background in a way that the customer isn't even aware of it, but they still have that sense of security, that sense of safety, knowing that they are protected in the event of a claim. So um, there are hundreds, if not thousands of data streams ultimately more than I think we're tapping into today. Uh, and we're always pleasantly surprised. You know, we, we have to keep an open mind about um, people coming from outside our industry who have a really unique perspective on the data fields that uh, may have real, real relevance going forward. Um, sometimes we're so close to the problem and we think that we know the, the, the issues so well 
that we have a blind spot to real opportunities on the data side. So it's it's a great time to be in this business and it's a great time to be able to harness these data streams in the ways that we're able to now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you have mentioned a very important point there um, that's on the trust factor, you know, what the sense of security that the customer actually looks at. I think that's one of the most important criteria for an insurance company to actually understand how their performance is or rather any sort of a peer benchmarking that they would like to do. So I think that's that's a very important, uh, you know, point you've highlighted there. You know, noting on that, how can AI be used to improve customer service in the insurance industry? I mean, we have come across various case studies, various, you know, real life applications, but for, Customer experience is something that's one of the big element of success in this industry, right? And how do you think AI can actually help improve that factor? Sure. Well, the insurance industry is is uh, is different in many ways, but also similar in many ways to other major industries that have real uh, constant customer service needs and requirements. So when I think about um, ways that AI can be leveraged to improve customer service in our industry, I look over uh, at, at other industries in, for example, hospitality, um, travel, right? Um, these, these needs are, are not dissimilar to ones that our customers have. So um, from, a, from just a practical standpoint, we're already starting to see um, the use of chatbots, which I think when they are well designed, can be incredibly helpful. Uh, we've uh, probably anyone who's listening to uh, to this podcast has used a tapped into a chat function with an airline uh, or a travel situation or a hotel situation because you know you don't want to wait on hold <laughs> on the phone, which is completely understandable. So that has sped up the queue. It's made the customer experience better. I think in part because you can multitask. You can carry on a, you can carry on a, a chat um, with a bot from your phone um, at your desk, right? Or while you're, you're doing something else. So it, it doesn't need to take up, it doesn't need to consume 100% of your attention. Uh, and oftentimes it can reach a, a more optimal outcome much more quickly uh, than, than we could achieve over the phone. So I, I think that the customer service um, the positive ramifications are, are already there. We're already starting to see them. Um, I think that, you know, what, what is the insurance industry really about? Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that the, the insurance industry is there to pay claims, right? It's become a very uh, attractive sector um, for a lot of reasons that have to do with innovation, that have to do with technology, and certainly AI. But at the end of the day, an insurance contract is, is nothing more than a promise to pay a claim, right? If it's a covered claim. So what is how does AI play into that? Well, I think that you have some incredibly helpful tools that are already being deployed in the field in the event of claims that speed up that process. If you speak to a customer, if you speak to an insurance company, to a claim adjuster to a repair facility, doesn't matter. The one thing that all of those stakeholders have in common is they're looking to get that claim taken care of as quickly and as efficiently as possible. 
Everybody has an interest in that happening. So if AI can help drive efficiency into that claims adjustment and claims adjudication and claims settlement process, uh, that's a win for the entire industry. It's a win for customer service. Um, and this comes down to, you know, it's something as simple as um, AI analyzing video footage or photo footage to be able to come up with a quick determination of the value of uh, a physical damage claim on a truck, for example, right? Yeah, yeah. And then how can that from there very quickly be um, be forwarded to the proper uh, parts and services facility that's closest with the right part and the right service uh, so that we can increase safety and maximize uptime. So I, I think that the, the, uh, the applications are, are massive uh, and tremendously helpful already. Yeah, excellent. I mean, you know, uh, AI and connected devices, data, these are the three important things that we have discussed. So with the increasing use of connected devices and the growth of technologies like the Internet of Things or shortly known as IoT, there's more data available than ever before, right? And so how can AI be used to help insurers make sense of all this data? It's going to be an important question, right? So what is your take on this? And what kind of insights can be collected from analyzing such huge volumes of data, which is actually beneficial for the insurers? Sure. It, it's, it's probably the most uh, pressing data science question that we see day in and day out. Um, it's this tremendous tidal wave of, of information, right? And how do we make sense of it? How do we, how do we organize it and even begin to assign some semblance of value to, to all of it? Um, I think that AI can be tremendously helpful, particularly when we talk about extremely large data sets, okay? Um, and again, back to, back to the topic of claim, I'll just use that as an example where we're seeing insurance companies and some specialty intermediaries and specialty technology uh, providers use AI to make sense of claims information. So um, anybody who's been around the insurance industry for long enough knows uh, that, that uh, good claims information uh, is, is always nice to have, um, but it's rare. So claims information needs to be uh, complete, timely, uh, legible, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, yep. Many other things. And um, for every, for every uh, high quality loss run or claims report, uh, there's another one out there that's not so great. And so we can use um, natural language processing, for example, to be able to make sense of what's missing in these uh, claims reports, but but I think more importantly, from a macro perspective, we can see how insurance companies uh, can use AI to analyze large historical claims data sets to recognize uh, not only to recognize trends and judge and grade historical performance, but the real key to winning from the insurance company side will be. How can we use that information predictively, okay? Because particularly today and, and 
it doesn't really matter what field you're in, but there's so much innovation happening. There's so much new technology that needs to be insured, and that risk needs to be analyzed and underwritten, and a policy needs to be provided for it, and a price needs to be uh, assigned to it uh, in order for a premium to be generated. So how do you do that on something that's that's brand new? Well, the only way to really have some sort of um, sensible pricing mechanism is to use uh, a, a predictive approach so that you have something uh, that not only relies on historical data uh, from, uh, from a like-kind peer or a close like-kind peer, um, but that enables the customer to say, okay, we understand why this is underwritten in this way and why the pricing shows up this way. Um, for, for, for anybody who's been in the industry uh, for, for not even that long, we, we've all run into situations where you have customers or opportunities where the underwriters look at it and they just say, look, we, we can't do this. We don't either. We don't understand it. We don't have the capacity for it. It's too new. It's too exotic. Um, we just don't. It doesn't fit our underwriting box. Right. Well, and I think that's healthy because what it drives is innovation on the underwriting side of the business. There's constantly new capacity to be able to accommodate new uh, new and uh, sort of enterprising entrepreneurial risk. And that's that's great. That's what we need. Um, but I think if you look, you know, going back to the claims data set, that's the type of real concrete, real world example where insurance companies uh, can, can get a better look at larger data sets that they never would have been able to do uh, with human-centered analysis in years past. Um, we are now at a stage where uh, the ability to underwrite in a in a predictive way and 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 having the ability to price in a in a predictive way isn't a nice to have option anymore. It it, it if it's not already a necessity um, at every insurance company, it will be. So I think that uh, it's it's an incredible time to be able to use these tools and to incorporate them into uh, everything that, that uh, the insurance community has to offer. Yeah. Of course, I think, you know, AI and, of course, clubbed with other technologies like IoT, blockchain, and, you know, or even cloud, I think it's going to make insurance certainly exciting. However, it's my personal opinion, none of the technologies can do wonders when it's just left alone or in isolation. So it's going to be interesting, and especially to see how, you know, uh, this sort of in, uh, connected devices or how the future of connected devices and insurance works to make people's life better in the coming years. So thank you, Shrenam. It was a fantastic discussion and thank you for sharing your thoughts today. A true delight to have you as our guest. Thank you, Suri. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and thank you so much for the time and the opportunity to, uh, to share. My pleasure. And last to wrap this up, thank you for listening and see you at our next episode. Take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now.